Welcome to Design Diary, the podcast where you get to look inside my board game design notebook as well as what's going on inside my head. We look at a new word each day from the sense of mechanics, tone, theme, or inspiration for a full game. Today's word is... Putard. A case containing an explosive to break down a door or gate or breach a wall. A firework that explodes with a loud report. And you said a sentence as soon as I told you this word. Do you remember what the sentence was? Yeah, so it was hoisted by your own petard. Which I've never heard before. And somebody else that I told this uh, word to today said the exact same sentence. You've never heard that phrase? I've never heard that. What? It's Shakespearean, dude. uh, Yeah, I'm so far removed from pop culture of 500 <laughs> years ago <laughs> um but yeah it's it's shakespeare it's victimized or hurt by one's own scheme mm-hmm. exactly did you go with that for your thing because i didn't go I with did. that at all i did i did that exactly so you want to jump into yours then yeah definitely so yeah so specifically talking about the bomb or the petard i always thought petard was gonna be like a spear or something because the word hoist I always thought of lifting up, but that is not the case. Um, but what I uh, it boiled down to, so yeah, so you were destroyed by the plans, your plans specifically meant to destroy another person. And so destruction is the goal. Um, the target may change. Okay. And so have you ever played Dead Last? Yeah. So with the ambush card in Dead Last, I feel is a perfect example of being hoisted by your own petard Um, because it is a card that you play that if you are wrong, you get killed by it. If uh, instead of playing a different card. And so if you, if you play the ambush card at the wrong time, you kill yourself. It is not by the actions of other people. Um, And so I was thinking about things that could be applied, not too literally as specifically someone having a bomb and it blowing them up. And so it could be something as vague as kind of like blind ambition that they don't that they are their own downfall. And uh, but then I went, I guess, a little bit more literally to turning something against someone. And so I was thinking kind of a uh, galaxy trucker type game where each person builds a weapon of destruction, but then they have to give that weapon to another person. And so they are literally being hoisted by their own petard. They're being destroyed by what they made. That's fun. And I was trying to figure out what kind of a game that would look like because you would want to make a really bad weapon in order for you to... Survive. In order for you to survive, yeah. But that's not... That's not your plan from the get-go. Your plan is to use this weapon from the very beginning. You don't plan to make a bad plan. It just happens to get turned against you. And so, Is there a way that to... that can not be known? Like, one, if it's going to be turned against you, and two, who it's going to be turned against? For example, right. if, and, and... if it could end up on another player, like still the, somebody else is firing it, but if you can make it so it's going to end on somebody else, you want it to be mm-hmm. great. Right. And so I was, yeah, I was thinking like, yeah, the target is unknown. Um, You don't know who this is firing at and there's a chance that it's you. Um, But you also know what is, what the weapon contains or if it's not a weapon, the series of plans. And so that you can plan for it if it is turned against you. And so you are, 
I would imagine like a giant line and each turn a line is executed. And so you know that on the third line, okay, this is happening. I don't know who do I plan against that or do I try and plan against other people because I have this weapon. I need to turn it against someone because I stole it from someone else. That's neat. So that's all I got. So I don't, Mine is, you know, I didn't go with that at all. I just went with the case containing explosive, and mm-hmm. I, I was, I had two things. <laughs> One was um, a game where what is behind the curtain is very important. So imagine players with like a, like a like a player screen, mm-hmm. um, and I think of what could be important that you're putting behind that, and it could be plans, it could be things that you're, you know, if it's a castle wall, you could be amassing troops behind there, and different types of troops, and. You know, mm-hmm. you're just building up something. It could be money. It could be sets of different, you know, goods and all. And you're you're building this all in secret. And I imagine them as castles and, uh, you know, this little player screen. So uh, what I thought, though, was ways that you gain information of other people is if you can scale the wall, you personally mm-hmm. get to look at what's behind it. But if you can mm-hmm. bomb the wall with your little suitcase with a bomb in it, um, everybody gets to see what's behind the wall. And I don't know how mm-hmm. you can use that to your advantage that if everybody sees it, maybe everybody's going to, you know, it becomes that person's a target and everybody's going to go for it. If only I see it, then... And I imagine this game being a little bit of a social game as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the third thing that you could do is I could place the suitcase and whatever it is thematically for, you know, this castle wall and just place it in front of there and use that as leverage and bluffing and say that, you know, the bomb is in there, it's going to go off. You're going to have to give, mm-hmm. give me something. So there hmm. I either get a look at something, everybody gets a look at something, or I actually physically get something from behind there based on mm-hmm. on bluffing what's in my suitcase. Hmm. Um, and I just I just thought of it as those three cool little ways of communication and visual. Okay. Uh, the second thing I had was just basically a setup for a game. And I said, uh, it's 4th of July, and the grand finale is going off. And as the fog moves away from all these, uh, you're in the middle of a city watching the fireworks. As the fog goes out and the sound dies down, you hear an alarm. And the alarm is that a bank has been robbed during the grand finale. The streets Mm -hmm. are mobbed with people, so nobody can see who robbed it. Everybody's eyes were on the sky, um, and the sound was drowning everything else out. So I just thought it was a cool, like, intro Hmm. intro to a game. Okay, I I just had eyes on the skies, was like all in caps and... Underline. Huh. It was a cool thematic intro. So going back to your player screen one, yeah, I I like player screens as long as they're made well and they don't tip over and just <laughs> automatically reveal whatever. I do too. Um, what if each player had more than one screen? Okay. So they could hide specific things in front of stuff and maybe make a decoy kind of stash. And so you have to figure out which one to attack. No, that's great. Because if because if everyone has good things behind their stack, then hitting any one, one of them is, would be a good not one idea. peak, one blow up, and it's over. Yeah, right, exactly. And so if you're you're trying to find the specific stash, or you're looking for specific things, and so you could place that suitcase in front of a in front of someone's castle, and they can call your bluff and say, "Yeah, go ahead. Go like there's it. nothing in here." You're going to waste the one bomb that you have. And I can imagine some or, cool scoring conditions where it's like, let's just say you have red, yellow, and green, and like one is having 
uh, red in all uh, all three of your castles, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Where and yeah. if they're common scoring goals that are face up in the middle of the game, then you have some information about what people might be doing as well. You know, I knew you'd mm-hmm. been taking some red. I bet you you started putting it behind there because you want to be the person that takes that scoring goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is kind of venturing into uh, Sheriff of Nottingham or Pro Heath, a little bit where yeah. you're kind of where you're kind of smuggling stuff. But those are each like one instant where you can call them out or not. And this one you're kind of building to a big reveal, which I think is interesting. Yeah, I love the just the 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 raising of the <laughs> the the final reveal mm-hmm. of those things is is a lot of fun in those kind of games. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But yeah, that's that's pretty fun thematically. And and Sheriff of Nottingham has has the little pouches that you lock up and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So anything that adds thematic flavor, I'm all for. Another one that has nothing like this, but it just made me think of it, which is the idea of a suitcase is a game called Livingstone. Have you ever heard of that or played it? Uh-uh, no. So it's just a, it's an old Euro game. Old, it's like five years old. <laughs> but it might be maybe like six or seven. But it's basically uh, Jonathan Livingstone's in this, I guess, what was it? Like a steamboat or whatever going down, whatever river he was going down. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. His name might not even be Jonathan, but I think it is. It's a real oh. story. Um, but the boat moves every turn, and that's kind of like a clock, and it's the bottom of the board. And on the board, you're, um, I believe it's a some sort of, oh my, it's been so long. Um, it's not like a worker placement, but you're you're basically taking locations and, and, and things like that. But what happens Action over the- Action selection. It's- it's like a grid, and and I can't recall why you're placing in the grid. It's like it, it's weird. You have to play in the row that the boat's on, and in that row, there's different things that happen. So it's probably some sort of action selection. It's been a mm-hmm. long time since I played, but the, my favorite part about the game is at the end of your turn, you can say, "I'm giving money to the queen," and put a coin into your little treasure chest. It's a little cardboard box that you make, uh, chipboard box, and you drop some of your your money's all face down. It's all, you can't tell what, what, you know, how much you have. And then you mm. just drop some into your, in your box. So I might drop a, a five or a 10 or a one into my little box. The whole game goes. And then at the end of the game, whoever gave the least to the queen loses the game. Hmm. It's great. I mean, it's just like everything else is going on and you're like, I'm giving to the queen. And then everybody else is like, well, I'm giving to the queen too. And you don't know how much they're giving and you put them in this box. And at the end, that person loses, loses. Uh, but what I thought was something like that with the briefcase, you know, the, yeah. the one is going to pop, you know, whoever either put the most or whoever put the least, that's the briefcase that um, is hoisted by their own petard of some sort. <laughs> oh man, I'm looking at Livingstone and I really, really want to play it. Oh, I love Livingstone. It's been so long since I played it, but we played it. We used to play it all the time. Oh man. It's good. It's really and- good. And for your information, it came out in 2009, so it's almost 10 years old. All right. Well, five, seven, ten. Yeah. It's Interesting. Good, it's a good one. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm definitely weekend. keeping my eye on it. <laughs> but yeah, I would love to see that as a that you you say what you're doing, you do it, but you don't know the degree of what everybody's doing it. That's what I like. Mm. All right. Nice. All right. Cool. Well, there's another episode. Woo! We did it. We'll do it again. One more in the can. (laughs) Next week, we'll do this all again. Sounds good. All right. See ya. See ya.